You are listening to the Beyond Yoga Teacher Training Podcast. I am your host, Sandy Raper. On this podcast, I will share stories and invite conversations that will help you grow and support sustainability within your yoga practice, your pathway of service as a yoga teacher, and beyond. Hey, are you a yoga teacher that sometimes feels unclear about the direction you should take in your teaching path, or possibly you feel uncertain and lack confidence in areas of your teaching skill set? Well, this is where a mentor is so crucial to come alongside of you to help sift through and reinforce the skills it takes to create longevity and to sustain a healthy teaching career. I have 20 years of teaching experience, and I am passionate about supporting you and other teachers to grow and expand into the teacher you desire to be. I can totally support you within a variety of areas, including how to run a successful yoga studio, how to operate as a solo entrepreneur, develop effective workshops and successful teacher trainings, and even the development of your very own podcast to support your teaching career and more. Private mentoring sessions are the fastest and best way for you to get the results you are seeking. Ready to dive in and work with me one-on-one? Well, I'm ready. So head over to my website, sandyraper.com, or click the link in the show notes and schedule your call today. Now, let's get into today's episode. Welcome back to the Beyond Yoga Teacher Training Podcast. I am your host, Sandy Raper. Thank you for joining me today. I'm looking forward to spending time with you in today's episode. Today, I want to talk about and share about pieces of the business aspect of being a yoga teacher and what that can look like and how you can approach within your mindset this aspect of your career as a yoga teacher. I know it's hard for me to to think of my teaching as a profession or career, but after two decades, I think I can say, (laughs) I can safely say that I have made teaching more than just a hobby. It has impacted my life, my family's life, as I have dedicated to this profession. I think what and why it might make it hard for us to sometimes use certain terms that designate teaching yoga as a job or a profession is because I believe that we are serving and from a servant's heart, it's hard because we're serving and giving. And what can happen is that within the service of giving, there could be a balance of receiving. And so it makes it hard from that service aspect. So I'm going to talk about some of the, the receiving and monetarily wise and some other aspects in this episode. This will be how I approach today's episode. I also will be highlighting this concept of the balance between giving and receiving through the use of Deepak Chopra's Seven Spiritual Laws of Success book. 
such a tiny book, but filled with a lot of relevant life application. In fact, this book is one that I use as required reading within my foundational 200-hour yoga teacher training. To be clear about today's topic, let's start with intention. Intention is the driving force behind the success of this spiritual law and whether or not you will experience balance when it comes to your giving and your receiving. I recently had Judith Hanson Lassiter as a returning guest on the podcast. And interestingly, within our conversation about teaching yoga with intention, she mentioned the aspect of receiving on behalf of the perspective of a yoga teacher. I love that she called to our attention this aspect that I think often gets overlooked because once again, teaching yoga falls within a service industry and aren't we the ones giving, serving our students? Well, yes, but what happens is if we solely focus on the giving piece without any regard or focus on the receiving, uh, we will probably find ourselves out of balance when it comes to this law of success. In order to find balance or visualize possibly that balance of a scale where one side is the giving aspect that we embrace as teachers as we step in to share and serve students with, and then there's also this other side of the scale of the receiving. So the receiving in a variety of ways, energetically, um, spiritually, and all kinds of ways, and even materially. So Judith also called to our attention in that recent episode that is the intention within we sit and prepare to share and teach that comes from not what we are there to give, but what shall we instead receive from today's encounter? Well, that's a perspective shift, isn't it? How many, so realistically, how many of you are going in prepared to teach a yoga class? How many of you are spending time setting attention on how you might go in to receive from the experience rather than what you're going in to give? I think if we're honest with ourselves, most times we're going in trying to remember <laughs> what sequence we're going to lead the class through that day. So what we're going to give. Well, I think it's a huge perspective shift, so much so that it prompted my desire to speak more deeply into this in today's episode. To begin, intention is behind our giving and receiving and the evaluation of our state of being that comes behind the act of giving and receiving is important in order to understand more fully this spiritual law that provides success. In Deepak's book, he states that success in life can be defined as the continued expansion of happiness and the progressive realization of worthy goals. There are many aspects of success, and material wealth is only one of them. He goes on down the page to say success includes good health, energy, and enthusiasm for life, fulfilling relationships, creative freedom, and a sense of well-being. Success is the ability to fulfill our desires with effortless ease. 
When it comes to giving and receiving, it is from the intention we have placed behind that act that we will come to know and experience this balance and success. Our intention is most important. When the action of our giving comes from an unconditional intention and from the heart, then the energy behind that which is being given increases many times over. If we feel we have lost something through the act of giving, then the gift is not truly given and will not cause increase. I want to pause here because I just happen to think, you know, if you're going in to teach and after you've taught a class or a couple of classes or a week of class, like how do you feel if you feel depleted, right? then you are out of balance, right? You're out of balance because you are not balancing your scale between the giving and receiving aspect. And possibly underneath your giving, there is some kind of condition there. So that would be an inquiry space to kind of evaluate based upon how you feel. And if you feel depleted, that could be a little like red flag or a marker for you to explore further. Back when I took my 200-hour yoga teacher training with Rolf Gates, he asked us in that very first weekend of our training to choose one word, to choose one word that would describe what the experience of being and taking that yoga teacher training, what it meant to us, what that experience in one word was. Well, I'm a details person and I'm a wordy person, so that was going to be a challenge, but ironically, it wasn't because immediately the word, my word that popped into my mind was gift. The yoga practice has always been a gift to me. And when I share the practice with others, my intention is to offer a gift. This is where the relinquishing of attachments come in as well, I believe. We open up and share and release any attachment to the outcome of what the result or the receiving might look like or be reflected in the experience or expression of the one who we are giving the gift to. If I've attached to the gift with some type of desired outcome, then have I really given the gift unconditionally? So that goes back to that prompt, that inquiry I just mentioned about how do you feel after you have taught a class? If you feel depleted, possibly there's an underlying attachment that you have towards the experience that is depleting you and you are not giving freely. So therefore, the receiving will be out of balance as well. Within this law of success found in giving and receiving, it is simple. If you want or desire a particular attribute, experience, or action, then you learn to give in that same way. The more you give, the more you receive. This speaks also to our relationships. If you want to have a deeper relationship with someone, then you initiate the giving of all that a deeper relationship entails, connection, you check in, you follow up, you exhibit care and true concern. You show up for someone, you choose to meet them and be with them in presence. 
This action of giving will then be received and returned to you in the development of this deeper relationship and what a value or a return on your investment. It's the same with the teacher-student relationship in yoga. If you desire for students to connect with the practice of yoga, then you share with them the teachings of yoga. You don't hold back. You also exhibit patience in the trust-building process. And through the intention of faith, you begin to build and receive the balanced exchange found within this relationship. The best way to experience the law of giving and receiving is to give a gift to everyone you come in contact with. Yes, everyone. (laughs) The gifts of caring, affection, appreciation, and love are some of the most precious gifts you can give, and they don't cost you a thing. In your willingness and effort to give what you seek, you will continue to generate abundance in your life. And I'll add here, when it comes to creating sustainability and longevity and the work and service of being a yoga teacher, it will benefit you greatly to operate and reside within a mindset of abundance and that the practice of yoga and the teachings of yoga are not yours and the students are not yours either. (laughs) And the teachings, they do not come from you. There is plenty of yoga to go around. You do not have some secret sauce (laughs) to the practice. So give the teachings away and give them away freely. Now I might add here, you are unique and no one, no one can teach like you. So that is the beauty of you being a teacher. This means give freely to other teachers around you and seek to support, uplift, and encourage other teachers in their pursuits and journey as a teacher. I promise you this will develop some wonderful deep relationships when you approach with this intention and abundance to give freely. This leads me to abundance. Abundance has material expressions, but what is really circulating is consciousness. Your thoughts of giving have the power to circulate abundance and the power to impact others. Our thoughts have the power to transform. Our thoughts initiate the actions we take, and with abundance comes gratitude. If you reside in an intentional mindset that circulates the currency of abundance, then you will quickly find that gratitude arises. Intention, abundance, and gratitude offer you the opportunity to participate and take action in this law of giving and receiving. Lastly, let's focus a little more on the receiving. In particular, how you as a yoga teacher find balance in receiving monetary compensation for your work of service, sharing the practice of yoga. 
I'm a huge advocate for yoga teachers to find balance in their teaching careers by supporting selfless service work of SIVA, meaning you're not anticipating to receive anything. You're giving freely without any compensation, so to speak, monetary, and then also generating opportunities, the balance of SIVA and opportunities where a steady stream of income supports the ongoing effort of making teaching yoga feasible. This is where my line, peace, love, and yoga doesn't pay the bills, comes in. You will not be successful if you solely, freely give. In order to participate and find success within the spiritual law, you will need to participate in the receiving part as well. And just like giving isn't solely about freely giving, receiving isn't just about what you receive energetically when you become a vessel for the teachings of yoga to flow through you. It is okay for you to make a living teaching yoga. It is okay for you to generate an income that isn't about struggle or merely getting by. Think about it. Do you really think that students want you to just get by? Think about it. Do you really think that students want you to just get by? They don't. <laughs> if you struggle with this, then I want to challenge you to explore your view of the giving and receiving law of success. We are okay paying for services we receive when we get a haircut, a massage, or any other service we receive. In fact, we often, when I hope, give a generous tip on top of the service amount because you know what? It's worth it. And you want to give and reciprocate back to that service individual in your life. So it's the same in the yoga industry. I'm a huge advocate for raising the bar on this perspective and treating our teaching path as a profession and business. When we treat it as a business, we think differently and our mindset is set on growth, not growth on how much money we can make, but how freely can we give from the abundance we have received. So in order to give, you have to receive. It's reciprocal. Just like you must balance the time you spend devoted to your personal practice with the time you spend sharing the practice with others teaching, it's an ongoing evaluation and understanding of how giving and receiving is balanced within all aspects of your life. As I conclude today's episode, I want to leave you with a few points of inquiry. And once again, I recommend that if you can take time to sit and be with these points, that would be great and even turn them into journaling prompts. So spend some time listing out how you view and feel giving is reflected in your life. And then how is receiving reflected? How well balanced do you feel you are in both areas? It's probably easier to think of your service as a yoga teacher within the scope of giving, but have you really contemplated how you prepare to go in to receive from the act and experience of teaching? How are you showing up in that capacity? I know you've heard the metaphor of not being able to pour from an empty cup. Well, that applies here as well. If you are out of balance and you are always pouring into others, or you're always possibly maybe filling up and letting your cup 
overflow, so to speak, through the act of teaching, you might possibly be overflowing and that really isn't benefiting you, or you might be depleted and have nothing to give. Are you spilling out your energy everywhere, your resources, and are you not taking time to receive and replenish so that you might be in balance to give again? Within the spiritual law of giving and receiving, Deepak Chopra shares that nothing other than the flow of life comes from the law of giving and receiving. The harmonious interaction of all the elements and forces of life are structured in this field of existence, and they flow from this law of success. And we can see this balance played out all around us and in all aspects of life. Thank you for joining me today. I know that was a sweet, short episode, but you know that little book I mentioned, if you haven't read it, go grab it. It's short and sweet, and I bet you could read it in like 20 minutes, but a lot of great relevance in it. I appreciate you joining me today, taking time. I would love to hear from you. So do you have a topic or possibly an obstacle as a teacher that you would like to hear more about on the podcast? Well, feel free to email me. I've provided a link in the show notes and you can send me an email and send me your thoughts because I want to support you. I want to support you through this podcast and in your ongoing learning and growth as a teacher. Or if you're just a yoga enthusiast listening and you want to send me a question or a topic on all things yoga, I'll be glad to receive that as well. Until we meet again, I'll look forward to meeting with you in the next episode. Thank you for joining me for today's episode. Until we meet again, remember to begin to become and to expand beyond.